Welcome to the Broadband Bunch, a podcast about broadband and how it impacts all of us. Join us to learn about the state of the industry and the latest innovations and trends. Connect with the thought leaders, pioneers, and policymakers helping to shape your future through broadband. The Broadband Bunch, as always, sponsored by ETI Software. The Broadband Bunch continues, and our special guest, Tom Taylor, Chief Strategy Officer with ETI. Tom, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks it is always us. great to be able to talk with guys within the ETI family. And smart guys at that. No, no pressure, Tom. Say <laughs> smart stuff today. I'll do my best. All right, good. So what are we talking about today? So what I thought we'd talk about today is 5G. It's A lot of you have heard about 5G. It's something that is in the news a lot. It's telecommunication. What's happening? Is it too late? I'm panicked. What do I do about it? Right, so right. what I thought I'd do is, if it's all right, is start with a little history of what are the Gs? All right, we're coming into 5G, but what are the other Gs? So Yeah, yeah. Before we do that, though, the, we, we want to really focus this conversation around to specific community, right? Perfect. Around the municipalities, yep. if we can. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of talk from the big providers of 5G in the telecom space, mobile provider space, but there's a lot of questions. We were recently at Mountain Connect, you know, which is a big municipality community, um, and there's a lot of uncertainty about what's coming, what it means. Um, so if we can focus the thoughts around there, it would be great. Perfect, Pete. That's okay. exactly right. Because what I, after the history of the G's, then what does that mean for municipalities? Is this something that's only going to happen in the biggest of cities? Or is this something that will be everywhere? And if I'm a kind of a small municipality, what does that mean for me and what do I do? So that's exactly what we right. want to try to get to at the end of this time together. Great. So what is 5G? All right. So let's start with 1G, right? <laughs> so 1G was just the beginning of communications as we think about it. It was those analog phones. So you may remember there was a time that you had to have the phone wired to the wall right. and a cord to that little handset yeah. to your head, right? That was the wired day. We'll call that zero G, right? right. And then we came up with uh, real mobile communication. It was the first analog phone. It's what we call 1G, and, and it really did one thing for us. It allowed us to place a phone call, right? Yep. All right, then we moved kind of into the digital world, 2G, and we went from analog voice to digital voice. It was the very first time that we did that, and it was the beginning of text messaging. And then we, we moved into the further Gs, into 3G, and that's where text messaging really went to SMS, and then we went to MMS, where we now could do pictures with text messaging, things, and it really began to move forward in terms of things. So each of these Gs take about 10 years of which to evolve. So okay. it's not like they're quick, right? It'll take a long time to get there. And today, most of us are in the 4G world, sometimes called LTE, and that's really brought in faster and better. But what it did is it brought in social media, all those new things. You may recall it was just a little over 10 years ago, the first smartphone, iPhone, came out. It's hard to believe, right? It was yeah. just like been 12 years when that revolution has happened. So we've all really lived through that. And what 4G did is it tried to connect everyone, right? Everyone is now connected on social media. Every now and then we place a voice call, but hardly ever, right? We right. mostly use it for all kinds of other stuff, right? right? And that's what 4G did. And what 5G, which is really just becoming, it's not really far along yet. It's got a long way to evolve. It's going to move from connecting everyone to connecting everything. 
So imagine a world now where everything is connected, right? So it's not just my phone, it could be my watch, it could be the shirt that I wear, could be my toothbrush, could be my tennis shoes, could be my mirror, could be all these things I can speak to and they speak to me and tell me stuff. Everywhere we go, things will be connected. And in some ways that will be really quite good for all of us. So do people sit around and just cook up the idea of 5G, the next generation of stuff? I mean, how do these things evolve? Uh, they come from two different places. One from the kind of the technology guys, right? Hey, we got to do something new and different and whatnot because I got to continue to keep my market share, right? So imagine that you're a big wireless carrier. How do I get more subscribers than the other guy, right? So I got to be doing more things. That would be what I would call kind of the top-down approach. But it really comes from the bottom up. We as consumers, we go like, oh, I wish I could do this kind of thing, right? right. And so that happens, right? People begin to start doing it. Maybe a small startup does some things. And, I mean, we often think about the Apple Watch as a new thing, but there were probably a 100 companies that came out before Apple with a kind of connected-up watch kind of thing and whatnot. And so there, that's really where a lot of the new ideas come from, is from s small startups coming up with new ideas and trying things in the marketplace. And some of them really catch on, and some of them kind of fall off to the edge. We are visiting with Tom Taylor, the Chief Strategy Officer with ETI. This is the Broadband Bunch. And when you talk about 5G and the fact that we are in the infancy of 5G, potentially one of the greatest impacts will be that for municipalities. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about that specifically because for a lot of people, this 5G thing is big and scary and it's only big cities and the biggest of guys are going to do it. So, hey, I live in small town America. I'm just a municipality here in the U.S. What does that mean for me? And what I think is really cool about it is this is going to be not a creator of a digital divide, but it's going to be a great equalizer. Because imagine now that you have the capability of connecting up everything everywhere. And so that means for me in a, in a municipality here anywhere in the U.S., I can potentially bring a lot of new services that I didn't have before. So it could be a way that I really catch up to the bigger guys around me. So you might say, well, how's it going to work? Well, let's talk about a couple of examples. So one of the examples would be in, in what we call telehealth, connected healthcare. So uh, let's go back 20 years. All of the best healthcare was in the biggest cities where the best hospitals were. And that would be one of the reasons why I would move from a small town into the big city was to get better healthcare. But if I have a really fast 5G network, which gives me super high bandwidth and low latency and everything connected, I can potentially bring the best healthcare into my municipality. So what I can do is then I can begin to go partner with, say, my local hospital with one of the bigger hospitals in a town near, near me and can really begin to bring great healthcare into my municipality. Any conversation with regard to municipalities, growth, you have to deal with the competitive nature of how 5G will impact municipalities. And that's one of the things that I think was a common thread in the recent Mountain Connect uh, event where municipalities viewed embracing 5G as vital to their future competitiveness with regard to attracting industry, attracting new uh, growth for their area. Yeah, it's exactly right. Is imagine I'm a, a small town and I'm an hour or two away from a big airport. 
right? So uh, that's pretty easy to envision the city we're in here right in Atlanta, Georgia, is that you can live in the city and it still takes an hour to get to the airport. So I can forget all that traffic. I'm going to go move out to a municipality that may be in the southern part of Atlanta. Shoot, I can get to the airport in an hour or two hours easily. And then when I get to the airport, I'm one hop to anywhere else in the world. And now imagine that place has got fantastic telecommunications, so I can do all my work from there, and I can go to my little local hospital, and it has the best healthcare in the world because it's connected with these new 5G networks to other hospitals around the world, right? That'd be a pretty cool place to live, right? Sure. And so. I would add to that the aging baby boomer population, right? I mean, as they're moving out and from more affluent areas and they're kind of downsizing or upsizing into more rural areas, um, their expectation of broadband, right? They take that with them, right? They're, they're smart, savvy, they have money, you know? So I think if you're looking to attract that type of uh, citizen to your community, it's that expectation is, is going to be there. And what we're seeing is baby boomers are moving to these, these rural locations, realizing that there's a gap and getting upset and act, you know, they're getting activated. I wouldn't say upset to actually solve that problem. That's exactly right. And it plays in line with the, the telehealth point that you yep. made too. Like these, these folks want to age in place, right? They want to make sure that they can still connect to their, their doctors back in the big city and not have to worry about that. Yeah, and then not only connect up to their doctors, they want to connect up to the rest of their families, right? So now I've got fantastic telecommunications, and so it's not, you know, a old 2G, 3G, uh, just barely connecting, grandma can't hear you. Now it's like perfect video to my grandkids and whatnot. Yeah, what could be better? And one of the other areas, in addition to the telehealth, and that's huge with regard to having instantaneous monitoring and the ability to interact with, with uh, health professionals worldwide, but from an educational standpoint, uh, you mentioned the aging baby boomers, and university towns are also becoming very uh, attractive uh, spots, destinations for, for growth. I would assume that 5G will have a huge role in the growth of those areas as well. Absolutely. So let's talk about the second one, education. So that's the other reason why people will leave my small municipality and go to the big city because I have a big university there. But how about if I could bring the university to me, right? So what do you need for that? I need fantastic telecommunication. But the second piece of that is all of our young folk are growing up with what we call ARVR, augmented reality, virtual reality, right? It just says... Craig, you grew up with Pac-Man. <laughs> they'll, they'll grow up with... I would say Pong. <laughs> Pong. <laughs> yeah. They'll grow up with, you know, VR headsets. It'd be just the way you interact with the world. And so their educational experiences will be quite different than maybe what you and I grew up with, but they'll, and they'll be more immersive. And for those to work, I just need great telecommunications and great connections to another place that provides some of, some of those things. And I would include the elementary and high school population as well, right? I mean, there's a statistic. I think it's like 17% of kids can't do their homework because they just don't have access to the Internet, right? That's they got to go park outside Starbucks or whatever, you know, siphon off that Internet to get there. And, and, and you know, so that's a pretty big movement that you're seeing not only locally, but federally trying to, to close that digital divide as well. Absolutely. And you're seeing in the education system more and more, it's how teachers interact with their students. Right. It's with the telecommunication system and whatnot. And the better we can make those, the better that people can interact together. And what we'll see is it's not so much now interactive with my teacher in my local school, but that I'm doing a, a middle school program, and we're doing it with a school in Sweden, right? And so I want to be able to interact with them, and I want that to feel uh, uh, 
that they are right next door to me. Right. And that's one of the things that 5G will do is it'll bring the municipalities into other parts of the world in a new way. One of the things I do want to dig into about 5G, right, so you've done a great job kind of laying down that it's the next generation. It gives us the opportunity for all these use cases and capabilities. But it's really just a, a, a technical or architectural decision, right? I mean, there's, not, there's a lot of invention going on, but these municipalities have to have a, you know, there's a technological fear to walk into these conversations. But when you kind of pull back the covers, it's really the deployment, you know, going from large cell, you know, large towers down to small cell and to including fiber, you know, so that you have greater bandwidth. You know, I think there's a, I think we need to talk about how municipalities can start learning that process about how to discover what the technology is to kind of demystify that before because I think that's a non that's a non-starter for some people. Does that make sense? No, I would agree. Yeah, I, I think I like what you said is that the first step is just begin to get engaged and get educated just to see what's going on because there are a lot of ways to put your toe in the 5G pool and one of them may be putting fiber through a lot of your community, right? Because now I've got uh, what we call gigabit connectivity, and now I'm drawing people in because of that. But you may find in your community putting fiber in is pretty expensive. So there's another way of doing it, with what we call a fixed wireless access, which is now a tower or two, which is transmitting to certain parts of your town, super high bandwidth services. It's now wireless, and so I don't have to run a fiber to everybody's home. It gets to their house kind of geographically automatically. And so there are a lot of ways to do that, and they can be different solutions for different municipalities. And so the first step is to just begin to get educated. Talk to people uh, of other municipalities near you to see what they're doing, see what works for you geographically, see what federal funding is available for you, because as you know, there's big programs to try to uh, neutralize about telecommunication across the country, and there may be a lot of funding in your particular area. There may be state funding programs you can also do. It could be that the, a city near you is doing a big innovation program, and they're, they're trying to reach out to other communities, and you can tag in with that. So there are lots of ways to go figure out how to get started, and it can be different for each different municipality. And some of the, there's two things I would mention the new century cities. Yes. Right. The toolkit that Cat Blake mentioned before is a great place for municipalities specifically to start getting down that learning curve that you mentioned before. And the other piece is collectives and the co-ops, right? I mean, we're seeing people, municipalities not going in this alone, right? I mean, we talked about the Thor project in Denver, right? The collection, there's, uh, you know, your neighbors, your neighboring cities are also going through this. So, because so, it's dawning. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. So, Getting into that community and reaching out and having a, you know, kind of a group, you know, it takes a village to, to get to 5G, I guess, is, is kind of the thinking. Yeah, and another thing that you can do is in your particular municipality, you can start an innovation culture, but maybe have an, you know, coffee shops that host something once a month, or you can have a hackathon, or you can have a, even build your innovation center. And it goes back to what you had said, Pete, earlier as to how do these new ideas happen? Well, you just get people working together. Right. So now I have a spirit of innovation in my town, and somebody bubbles up like, hey, if we only had this thing, it would be great for us, right? right. And then you get a lot of community momentum, and now you've got something going. This is exciting because I think that most municipalities do understand the importance of beginning the process. To your point, putting the toe in the pool of 5G because if you don't begin that now, very quickly you will be behind the curve. Right. right. Yep. And I wouldn't leave it to just the residential uh, needs. That's exactly right. You know, right. I think yeah. Wilson, the city of Wilson you mentioned, right, we've had the conversation before. I mean, talk about maybe the businesses that are helping, you know, getting those requirements and saying, hey, what do the businesses see as potential 
capabilities that they would like to have access to. And that's very much a part of their long-term vision for revitalizing the, the inner city uh, in Wilson as an example. And that can be a great blueprint for other cities and municipalities all over the country. Yeah, so it's a way of bringing new businesses in, but also a way of connecting existing businesses. Right. So it could be that the healthcare hospital system in your town is the place that you start, because you know that you start there, then you can get better healthcare, and you connect up to the hospital, and you begin to see how the snowball gets some momentum, and all of a sudden you got a 5G snowman in your town. Right. Which directly benefits the quality of life exactly. in all of these places. Right, right. Right. And that's why I want to move to your town, Craig, is because you've got great quality of life, right? You've got low traffic, you've got great health care, you've got a good education, kids are like living there, you've got good play- playgrounds. I mean, yeah, it's got the whole package. This is fantastic. This has been a great visit, and thanks so much. Very enlightening overview. A huge thanks to our special guest, Tom Taylor, the Chief Strategy Officer with ETI, along with Pete Pizzatillo. I'm Craig Corbin. This has been the Broadband Bunch.